What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Getting Blissed with Andrew and Terrain. I'm Terrain. And I'm Andrew. And it's time to get blitzed. Welcome back. This week, we are going to talk about our picks from last week. We're going to make our picks for this week. We're going to talk about the sad quarterback situation that is affecting the NFL. And we're going to be talking about Jalen Ramsey and the situation going on with Jacksonville. But let's, before we do any of that, let's celebrate. Andrew, we're not going to have to get Eli Manning tattoos. It does feel rather nice I, I really like i didn't expect him to get pulled this early into the season no see i i had i had i was very sure that he wasn't gonna get uh 40 touchdowns but then the the inner anxiety of myself kind of went oh no but what if he does i yeah. never thought he would just get pulled in week three and we wouldn't have to worry about this at all yeah it was like scary because in week one he just came out with that really nice opening drive throws a touchdown and we're like oh fuck Eli's here he's ready he's finally prepared and then just downhill from there yeah yeah I actually looked at um and this is, we're gonna get into um him when we talk about some QBs but I actually looked at this article from 538.com that really just spelled out how average Eli Manning actually was <laughs> uh it's it's tragic his his gameplay is not great. He literally had a he finished like if this is if that was the last game he starts in his career, he will finish 116 and 116. He plays like the cow the 2000s plus Cowboys play. <laughs> Just very average consistently. Inc- <laughs> incredibly average. In fact, the the article itself was called Eli Manning was an all-time average quarterback. <laughs> It's tr- an all-time average quarterback with just two killer playoff seasons, two crazy yeah. runs against amazing teams. Um, but, and, but this- and let's be let's be clear: when he made the playoffs and he didn't win those two Super Bowls, so not 2007 and not 2011, he didn't win one playoff game. He threw three touchdowns and seven picks. He completed barely over fifty; like he completed fifty-four percent of his passes. He was not good. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of surprising how that works. Like, if you win your team a Super Bowl, they feel almost like they have to keep you around. Like, they have right. to keep you. And I, I would say the Eagles are kind of the team that went against that rule in getting rid of Foles and keeping Wentz. Uh, but a lot of times you see the teams ride it out. You, you saw the Giants ride it out with an average Eli. And you saw a team in the Ravens do it with Joe Flacco for a number of years after his Super Bowl run. So it's just kind of interesting how you get afforded that luxury after you win the big game. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it makes sense. I mean, you your fans are going to want the person who was able to get you that Super Bowl. They're going to be the they're going to be pushing for that person because in in their mind they think that person is the answer and they can do it again if given the right opportunity. But truthfully, if you look at uh, the play of Eli Manning, he he's never going to get you back there. Now that said, if he is a if he is the quarterback going into the playoffs, I still don't want to play him. Just like I don't want to play Joe Flacco in the playoffs. Uh, I I know it's not necessarily going to be a big problem, 
but he does get hot sometimes. Like, I mean, twice, but still, he could get hot. Right. I don't want to. Nice I don't want to be on though. the. <laughs> I don't want to be on the receiving end of that. No, that's fair. Uh, so, at this point, would you say would you consider Eli Manning a Hall of Fame quarterback? Absolutely not. No, you don't think Absolutely he makes not. it in. No, how do you make it in with a fifty percent overall average of of I'm, I'm not, win, win I have, percentage? I don't think he'll make it either. <laughs> I was just, yeah. I was just curious. I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not like has, attacking you about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I would say like, I, I think he has a shot though. Like, I mean, he he won two Super Bowls. He stayed with one team his whole career. If you don't char- count the Chargers at draft day, and his last name's Manning, so I, I think there's a chance that he does get in, even if it's just for namesake. That's what I would. That's what I would say. If he gets in, it's because his last name is Manning, and it has nothing to ab- actually do with the way that he played for the majority of his career. Because if you just if you just cherry pick those seasons, yes, he's one of the greatest of all time. <laughs> but if you look at his full body of work, I could make an argument that Tony Romo was a better quarterback than him. Oh, I, I think if you're looking at it just you know apples to apples, Tony Romo was definitely a better quarterback um now he wasn't as good as eli when it came to staying healthy and staying on the field uh eli was pretty damn consistent when it came to playing and lining up under center so he had that going for him and eli manning was yeah what was an iron man like player he was a brett Favre like player in the sense that he was going to be out there um most most uh most likely you can count on the fact that he will be out there um, I guess from I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the beginning of his career, but uh, before this benching, he's missed like one. Like he he played an incre- incredible amount, and uh, maybe that is a problem, and he shouldn't have played as much. But um, he he definitely, if you're looking at it that way, he is a very durable quarterback. And well, Tony think, Romo surely was not. I mean, yeah, I mean, just his durability and his longevity is going to get him here, but. If you look at his stats, he's 13th all-time in yards. Um, where's he at in touchdowns here? He's probably pretty up there with touchdowns, too. Honestly, he's 13th all-time in touchdowns. So, I mean, he has a lot going for him just because of his longevity, those two Super Bowls, and his last name. So, do I think he should get in the Hall of Fame? No, but I, I think he's going to. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair way to look at it. I would venture a guess that he probably gets in, but... At this on the like at the skin by the skin of his teeth and literally because of who he is, not what he achieved. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, and being on the topic of quarterbacks, you're seeing a, it's a position in general this year that you're seeing a lot of change kind of going across the league. You're seeing um, Eli Manning obviously get benched. You have Drew Brees going down with a a pretty lengthy injury. Um, ben Roethlisberger's out for the rest of the year. So so you're having like these big name players not around and it, it kind of feels weird on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And if you look at it, you can even look past the specific uh, the, the specific injuries, though. I mean, we're missing Sam Darnold for a period of time because of his, I don't know, kissing habits or whatever. We're going to miss Nick Foles, um, who came off of, you know, a couple of years ago, 
ha- making the impossible happen and winning a fluke Super Bowl that is definitely a fluke. Um, it's possible that you're going to see Cam Newton miss some time um, with a foot injury that was re-aggravated. Andrew Luck chose to not show up this year. <laughs> he chose to actively decide not to play. The quarterback landscape, it looks uh, completely different. Um, you're seeing a lot of change uh, now let's. I kind of want to go not necessarily quarterback by quarterback, but situation by situation. With with Drew Brees out, you saw Teddy Bridgewater take um, take his place um, in the. I want to say the third quarter of that game was it the third quarter or the third series. I don't remember, but I'm not sure. It was, but, but he, yeah, <laughs> he threw 30 passes, completed. I want to say around 17 of them. Didn't really wasn't really good at moving the ball down the field. Uh, now he Sean Payton's going in there saying that he's going to go with two quarterbacks, both uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. What do you think their better? What do you think the better option is there? Honestly, I would probably just roll with Taysom Hill. He just had, <laughs> I mean, from a purely throwing standpoint, Bridgewater is probably better. But from an overall game changing ability standpoint, I think Taysom Hill would spark the offense a little bit more. Uh, I mean, obviously, we've never seen him in like extended extended periods of time you always kind of a change of pace guy uh all over the field doing different things so i don't know but i mean i know some people have compared him to steve young uh obviously i haven't seen enough of him to say that but when you're getting that kind of comparison and you are a playmaker i think i would take i would roll a dice and start him i agree i'm looking at the just I'm, and I'm looking at it from a pure flash standpoint. I've seen the the amounts of the, the plays that I've seen Taysom Hill in have been super fun to watch, super electrifying plays. Um, with him, you know, sometimes um, on like the special uh, the special teams or him um, wi- lining up at wide receiver, uh, <laughs> like he he has he has the speed to make a difference in a game. I think I've seen he has the arm to make the difference in the game. I just obviously we haven't seen enough of him uh, throwing the ball consistently, and he has yet to throw a touchdown pass in his career. Um, so I, I I love Teddy Bridgewater. I hate to say this. Um, with Teddy Bridgewater, but I mean, he's been there. He's been the backup there, and he should have been able to plug himself into the system and it, it move the ball because there was a question of should Teddy Bridgewater be starting somewhere. Um, but he just had no ability to move the ball. Maybe it changes um, this week. I don't know, but I would say I, I, I'd roll the dice with Taysom Hill for a half and see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, it can't really hurt at this point. You're just, you know throwing it at the wall and see what sticks um, absolutely but i but it's interesting though because like you said teddy bridgewater could have been a starter somewhere potentially and he chose to come back to the saints um, a lot of that was probably just because of comfort within the offense playing behind drew Brees, and having the ability to kind of know that maybe you're the next man up once drew Brees leaves but the way he played last week was I don't know. I, I was a little disappointed in it. I expected him to at least get the ball going a little bit more than he did. So, I don't know. I, yeah. I was a little let down by his performance, honestly. I was definitely let down by Teddy Bridgewater's performance. I I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater is um, definitely a a likable guy. There's not. I don't think there's anyone on earth who can be like, man, I really hate that dickhead <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but, I mean, going out there... And I pulled it up 17 for 30, um, so only completing about 50, 
uh, 56-57% of your passes, 165 yards, no touchdowns. He didn't throw a pick, which is great, but I mean, with I think with 30 with 30 throws, you gotta you gotta put more. Um, yeah, you and, gotta put more on the board. And it's not like he doesn't have weapons. He has Michael Thomas and he has Alvin Kamara, two of the biggest playmakers in the league. So not being able to put points on the board, not even a touchdown, is kind of laughable, really. So at that yeah. point, I, I would throw Taysom Hill in. But the, yeah. I, the question is, will Taysom Hill be able to throw consistently? Because right now when you when he lines up in the backfield, teams pretty much come up. They're like expecting their run, some kind of gadget yeah, it's play. A <laughs> but with him being back there every, every play, are they going to do that every time? Or are they going to push more guys back and make him throw the ball a little bit more? And kind of expose some of his weaknesses, right? Right. It's definitely gonna be fun. It's definitely gonna be fun to see. I, I want to see how this kid plays because he is just super fun to watch. Hey, um, maybe they're even gonna take your idea and start Bridgewater for like three and a half quarters, and then put Hill in as a closer. Yeah, or or vice versa. Look, I want the Saints to be the first team to try the closer situation. I want it to happen. I want to see a team go out there. They have a quarterback. You know, first three quarters, three and a half quarters are like, all right, you just got to bring this home. The other guy's tired. He needs a break. <laughs> you go in there and get the save. I want to see it. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be funny. Just, just, just like the first three and a half quarters you have this guy, he's like a game manager. He's not going to lose it for you, but he's not going to put up the points. And then no. once the defense is tired, you put in the game breaker. You put, you put in a taste of ale. <laughs> Or like some <laughs> athletic quarterback and just see what happens. <laughs> and he steps up and he just goes straight nuts on them. <laughs> You're like, Taysom Hill, we know you can't do it for four quarters, but if you can give us like just a half a quarter of magic, that's all we need. <laughs> that's all we're looking for. Um, let's move on to uh, another situation. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Now he's going down. He's going down for the rest of the year. So my question really is... Um, now, I know they drafted Mason Rudolph. Um, I think he is their future plans, but as of right now, um, he's not their present plans. Uh, he is going to be starting. Do you think they need to look outside, like outward for a quarterback, or should they roll the dice with who they have with Mason uh, Rudolph? So there's two trains of thought here, um, th- and there's a certain player that always jumps right in everybody's mind when a quarterback gets I wonder hurt. who <laughs> it could be. So that quarterback being Colin Kaepernick, right? Oh, um, you know, you're right. I forgot he does play football. Huh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at this point, he, he's been out of the league over two years. So, I mean, I'm not really sure where he's at. Um, so, I mean, I'd probably feel more inclined to go with Mason Rudolph just because he's been in the system. He sat behind Ben for a few years. And when he came out, he was kind of looked at as the heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, so it really depends if you believe in him and if you, you want know, him to be your guy. You know who was very surprised by that and wasn't sure he wanted him to be the heir apparent of Ben Roethlisberger? Was it Ben Roethlisberger? <laughs> it was Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> and now he's saying he wants to come back next year after this injury and just come back stronger and better. It's like... Didn't you, he sign a deal on, through 2021? <laughs> I Did he? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> But I would not feel comfortable being the Steelers in this situation. No, and they can't even they can't even draft a quarterback in the first round because they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. So that tells me they do believe in Mason Rudolph. Right, right. They, they kind of have to believe in Mason Rudolph. 
Um, but yeah, he, these, uh, sorry, just to be clear about that, Roethlisberger is under contract through the 2021 season. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so this also sparks the question, um, if Mason Rudolph does really well, if Mason Rudolph plays well, do you see the, do you see the Steelers as potentially trying to move on from Ben Roethlisberger to Mason Rudolph? See, I don't know. It kind of goes back to that thing we talked about earlier with Eli Manning and Joe Flacco. You've had Roethlisberger here his whole career. He's won Super Bowls here. And, you know, he's kind of liked within that city for the most part. And I don't know. I mean, strategically, I would say, yeah, go with the young gun who plays well. But just from like a football team and fans perspective and jersey sales and everything like that, I don't know. I think you're going to have a hard time sitting Ben down and the fans accepting it. I agree um, to an extent. I think um, that it's going to depend on the play of Mason Rudolph. It's going to depend on the way that he is able to go out there, if he's able to put up points for the team, um, string some wins together. I think if you if he can show um, the city of Pittsburgh that he is what's next, they will accept that he should be what's next faster because they've, I mean, they're running out of time with with. Um, with Big Ben. Um, Big Ben threw uh, the second highest amount of interceptions in his in his uh, in a season last year with 16. Um, the year before that it was 14. Thir- uh, year before that 13. Year before that 16. So he hasn't been keeping the interceptions down. Um, he now he definitely he threw the, he threw more touchdown passes in a season than he did and more yards in a season than he did. But I think the trajectory of his of his gameplay is going down and if uh, the if if mason rudolph can play well enough to show um pittsburgh fans like hey look i'm legit i am going to help you us uh succeed in the future but i need the reps now then i think he may be able to get them yeah and i mean this may be the best situation to see if he is your guy honestly like you don't want your starting quarterback to go down but if he does go down um, at least you have a guy that's back there for a few years and you can kind of see if he is your future or not rather than drafting someone in the first round and just, you know, betting the house on it. So I agree. in a sense, I, I kind of like it. Um, but what I do find interesting is, back to the Kaepernick portion of this, is if there was one team that was going to sign him, I do think it would be the Steelers. Um, they're one of the more progressive thinking front offices. They helped institute the Rooney rule and everything like that where you yeah. have to interview a black coach for um, actually not just black coach, but just like, you know what I'm saying? Coach <laughs> of color. Coach I of gotcha. color. COC. Um, <laughs> so you have to interview a coach of color. So I would think that that would kind of play in Kaepernick's favor here more than any other franchise. I agree. I agree. Um, I definitely know that there's one front office that wouldn't look at it because I don't believe that they're a progressive front office at all. And that would be the office of the New York Jets, who (laughs) had their quarterback go down with um, with mono, (laughs) which, again, I'm sorry if it's rude to make such a light of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really oh my goodness, and the it's I just find it very funny. I know it's it might not be that funny or whatever, but it is. Um, but 
So they're going to be looking for, you know, they need um, someone going forward. As, uh, again, uh, after uh, after that injury, Trevor Simeon, who was the backup quarterback, went in and broke his leg. Um, mm-hmm. So he's out as well. So who did they call up? Well, of course, they called up Luke Falk. <laughs> um, former sixth round pick in 2018. Um, was on the practice squad for the Titans and next Tom then Brady. Was, was was on the was on the Dolphins last year. Uh, threw a career twenty five touch uh, sorry two career twenty five passes. Uh, no touchdowns. Um, no picks. No touchdowns. Uh, pretty much unproven guy. Um, mm-hmm. Weird. I, I find that weird to to just go grab him. This is a this is another one of those situations to me where it's like there's. There's someone out there. <laughs> and I know you're right that we're like, he's like years out of the league. So we don't know if this is something that is actually going to, but I mean, I look at it in the sense that we see how many fucking chances we gave Brett Favre to come back well, I mean, <laughs> when he Brett was Favre. like 80 years old. They're like, get Brett Favre in here right now. The greatest gunslinger by... of all time. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think, I think this is indicative of, um, the attitude that the NFL has towards him, um, saying we, despite the fact that our, you know, we we could have some success with him. We've seen him have success. Um, assuming he's he, still at the same level he was. Assuming he's still at the same level he was, or even a slight lower level. I mean, again, some of the quarterbacks that are backup quarterbacks in this league are laughable. Well, that's so, fair. I don't disagree. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, it's just, it's it's very interesting to see that he still has no opportunity in this league. I, I think if there was one team that it really did make sense, though, it would probably be the Panthers, just from that's the what, type of play they have, you know? That's exactly what I was going to say, as uh, with Cam Newton going down. Now, we don't know if he's, how, if it's going to be an extended period or if he's even going to play in week three. He might. Um, but... Reaggravating a previous injury, not necessarily the best thing that uh, best thing to look for, uh, look at, and he's playing on that foot. That's not something yeah, that he like can, you look know. Look at Kevin Durant. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not good for Kev. <laughs> but but so so Cam's gonna have a have a. I mean, if he doesn't play, who's the backup quarterback for the Panthers? Uh, Do you know that? Because I, I know Will. I know Will Greer. Is on their team, but I don't think that's true. They did draft Will Uh, Will Greer. Kyle Allen. I don't. I don't know Kyle Allen. Nope. (laughs) I know Will Greer. I actually liked his college tape. Um, He was. He was from from West Virginia. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. That's the extent. He's a rookie in a totally different system than he would be otherwise. So I mean, Kaepernick would slide right in theoretically. Oh my! With the with the style of play, I think he would be. I think he would be great for that roster. And it's just again, you you were looking at something that is so glaringly staring you in the face that this is an option that you have if you're looking to salvage a season. Now, I can understand some teams not doing it because they're like, no, we we're okay with losing a bunch of games. <laughs> um, we're all like right. I, every team that employs Ryan Fitzpatrick is essentially saying, we are okay losing. Don't worry about it. 
Uh, and by the way, I love Ryan Fitzpatrick, but the guy throws more interceptions. It's it's incredible. He has a stretch of being fantastic, or he just keeps throwing interceptions and it never stops. And yeah. it looks like in this in this day in um in Miami, he it, it, just interception after interception after interception. Oh, I mean, by the yeah, way, but I mean, really, he has no chance. It's he's in Miami, who are just openly tanking at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I guess I had a conversation about this and I think I guess I'm, I'm just kind of wrong about it where I'm like, are they openly tanking or is thing are things just completely falling apart and not working? Like, uh, part, I'm like, tanking. I literally I wondered, I'm like, are they is this is this them doing their damnedest for things to not go well? Or is this them being very bad and it's just everything they try just fails hilariously? I think it's probably a combination. Um, like they, they've been trying for a few years, and they realized the whole Ryan Tannehill thing didn't work out. So they're like, "Oh fuck it, let's just start over, uh, let's rebuild." But the thing that I don't, don't understand is that they're shipping out young players. Like they're shipping out um, Tunsil, they're shipping out Minka Fitzpatrick, who are two really good, really young players. So yeah. if if you're trying to rebuild, they're the kind of players you should want to have around. Um, but they're shipping them out. Granted, Minka wanted out. Uh, he, he's basically, I'm assuming he's like, yeah, we're, we're just trying to tank at this point, and I want to go. That whole roster wanted out. After the first game, they're all, a bunch of their agents called, oh, sorry, they blowed a bunch of their agents asking for a trade out of Miami. Most of that team wants out. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting is, like, going to that, like, the teams calling their agents and requesting to get trades is, I think you're seeing the NFL kind of shift more towards an NBA player power mentality where if yeah. a player wants out he's probably going to get out you're seeing yeah. that around the league more and more and i i think it's kind of i mean i think it's kind of cool as long as you know the player's not on my team uh trent williams but you know <laughs> is that like did bell kind of open the floodgates for that or do you think it started before i think it was probably bell i definitely do you see bell yeah. doing it um Khalil Mack got traded after he and Gruden really didn't get along too well. Uh, you're, see, you're seeing Jalen Ramsey try to do it now. Uh, you saw Antonio Brown force his way out of two different areas. So you're seeing, you're kind of seeing it become more prevalent around the league. And it's just kind of interesting to see that happen. And at the same time, you're also seeing more guaranteed money in the contracts than ever before. So I, I, I kind of like this. And I hope in the next CBA that the players just get more overall power and more guaranteed money and kind of have more say in their future. I agree. I, I do like that it is. I like when um, it goes to a worker-dominated um, industry rather than an owner-dominated industry. Um, we've seen teams be able to just kind of cut ties with players at the drop of a hat, um, but those players are you know expected to stick around their entire contract uh, even if they're unhappy in their situation. I think it's good that... Um, we have players that are like, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. And they, they, you know, make the, uh, make the effort to get out of the situation that they're in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing it like with a few players, it's not really working, uh, not working out for Melvin Gar Gordon so far. And Trent Williams hasn't received any of his wishes yet. So, well, it's, again, it's, we're <laughs> saying it's not working out, but they're not, they're not showing up. Oh, they're, they're not there. No. It, so, so in the same way that, you know, we could say theoretically it wasn't working out for bell, but then it did work out for bell because of what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as 
his situation's a little different because he was playing on a franchise tag. Um, while you still have Trent Williams, I think he still has two or three years left in his deal. So right. if, if Washington doesn't want to trade him and make him feel like suffering, he's just going to lose out on that money. That's um, true. So, That's I mean, very it, true. They, they still kind it, of have the power, but at the same time... You know, well, he's deciding – it's it's the thing that he has to decide if that's a price he's willing to pay for right. um, getting out of a situation he doesn't want to be in. And mm-hmm. I think at this point he seems to be indicating that this is a price he is willing to pay. He's like, I'm 31. I'm going to be in the league for more years. I can, I can sit this out. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see where he goes. And I, I mean – I want to say I'm surprised they haven't traded him yet, but Washington's front office is a fucking dumpster fire. So, like, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, But, I mean, there's a few left tackles that already went down in the league, and I'm guessing that's what they're doing is just waiting for a big injury and someone to come in flooding with picks. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens on that front. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's move from one disgruntled player to another. Jalen Ramsey is requesting a trade out of Jacksonville. Um, he, According to him, he says he just wants to win. Um, it's all about winning for him. He got into a fight with Doug Marone, the coach of the Jaguars, um, in their Week 2 loss against the Texans, which if we can just really quickly talk about that Week 2 loss, uh, I have a quick question. Now, you're the, you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, your starting quarterback has gone down for an extended period of time. You have the Texans at the point where it's 13-12 to 12 and you just need an extra point to tie the game. Um, why are you going for the win at, when you need to string wins together? Isn't it smarter to take that, take that extra point? go into overtime and get the win because you this is a this is a very slim win lose scenario where if you get that um if you win with that um uh two point conversion you're you're a, a golden but that's not likely to happen and now you're just getting a rain of criticism <laughs> yeah it's one of those situations where you make it and you're you're a hero you're the smartest coach in the league oh, why aren't more people doing this but you don't make it, and they're like, wow, what an idiot. So, I mean, realistically... Well, you tried it with a run up the middle with Leonard Fournette. <laughs> Leonard it Fournette's w- a big bruiser, though. He wasn't doing that well in the game. Like, <laughs> I, see, the thing is, it's one of those... You can, you can make the... How do I put this? You can make the case that if he was just straight up trouncing the trouncing the Texans for yards, then that makes sense. He finished the game with 15 rushes for 47 yards. That was a dumb fucking call. So on one hand, I'm like, well, do you want to be in Minshew's hand? And then I'm like, well, maybe they should have just kicked the extra point. (laughs) You had a third fucking option. You had a really easy third option. But if you had, so if a coach like Belichick or McVay or Peyton did this, they'd be like, "Oh, they're gutsy," <laughs> you know. But yeah, they're in a whole I different agree. level. I agree, and I would, I would be, I would be right here on this podcast saying how fucking stupid of a call that was. Like, <laughs> look at the situation that they're in. What is he fucking doing? That is a bad call. Again, if if Leonard Fournette was had, um, you know, fifteen rushes for hundred and fifty yards, I'd be like, "Fuck it, that's a great call." I would have made yeah. this. Same call. Give it to him. Give but, it to Marshawn Lynch. This, yes, th- but again, this isn't the this isn't first down. <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is 
is a like that's what I found just straight up crazy about this. This this because I looked at it and I'm like, I get it when you're looking back at like the the that Super Bowl and you're like, oh, Marshawn Lynch, but it's a completely different scenario. <laughs> this team was struggling and not doing well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, and it's just weird how like they fell off of such a cliff. They had that really good season a couple years ago, played in the championship game. And then the next year, they just weren't themselves. Or maybe they were themselves. I don't know. They were, They remembered who they were. It's just really they are who we thought they were. So, like, at this point, Jalen Ramsey wants out. He wants to play for a winner, which could also kind of limit the teams he gets traded to. Because, I mean, he can go there and then pull in Antonio Brown and force his way out. So, I mean, there's obviously a few teams that jump to mind when you think of winners. Um, the first one being probably the Patriots (laughs) I will if he finds a way to get onto the Patriots I will cut my own leg off and eat it on air because I can't I can't deal with it I don't want that at all I will straight up take it to i'll get a saw i'll purchase a saw i don't have one or a, or a, an axe i will chop my leg off and with the the last moments of my life of me bleeding out on air i will go ahead and eat as much of my leg as i can that sounds good so like <laughs> yeah <laughs> was good. that too graphic do you think <laughs> it got dark it got dark okay uh, that was my bad that was my so bad. what what, you, I'm assuming you would like him to be in Dallas, right? If he went to happy. Dallas, it would be wonderful. I don't know what we'd be able to give up to get him. Um, first, yeah, I, I would think I would think picks and maybe prospects, but I don't want to give up anyone that Let's give him um, Dak. No, no, Dak's actually playing like a top five quarterback this year, and I'm loving it. Um, play, by the way, I'm saying playing like, and I'm not saying is, so everyone just calm the fuck down. But <laughs> I do, I do think that Dallas is a, is a, is definitely a, um, uh, an attractive option for Jalen Ramsey. They're a team that so. looks like they're on the up and up. They, um, they're going to have a really easy game three. So they're, they're going to walk in to week four with a sport, a three and zero record. Um, you're, it's a team that also has, uh, in their division, one team that gave up on their franchise quarterback of like 10 years. Um, one team that as a podcast host, I heard called their front office, a dumpster fire. And then another one who has Carson made of glass Wentz, who just keeps getting hit and kept getting hit in that Falcons game is going to, going to keep getting hit and likely find himself on the, on the, on the uh, injured list for this year. So I think Dallas is a, is a very compa- I think we would be a competitive uh, spot for him if he chose to pursue that, if they chose yeah, to pursue it. The only, the only problem they would have is would they be able to afford re-signing him with all the other No, they would um, not. This would be talent, a, so. this would be a mercenary year. He, he, they would get him um, in, a, in an attempt to win right now, and if they weren't able to win right yeah, now, they, he's not coming back. Basically what the Rams did with Ndamuk and Sue, they're like, okay, we're all in. Come on in, buddy. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. so I don't know. I mean, maybe a team like Seattle inquires about him, which would be kind of scary um, to add him to the team, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Where, I honestly have no clue where he'll end up. <laughs> I, I agree. I think it's very, it's very confusing. I, I, I what do you think the the major breakdown there is? Do you think it really is just a matter of wins and losses? He wants to go to a to a winner, and he doesn't think he's going to get that in Jacksonville. I'm sure it plays a role. 
But I think also just looking at his personality, he's a big personality. So I feel like he wants to be in a larger market too. Um, I think he'd want to play for an LA team, a New York team, or a, you know Dallas or the Patriots or a big program rather than Jacksonville. That makes sense. That makes sense. So one one more thing on this one, and then we can get to our picks. I would like to ask now, um, Jacksonville. Um, though Jalen Ramsey does not want to play there, the world does not stop for them. Um, they still have a game coming up this weekend against the Tennessee Titans. Um, my question to you, you, you know that Jalen Ramsey wants out. Um, they could potentially shop him. They could decide not to. Do you play him in this game? Well, I read that they will play him, but... If I'm the I did coach, read that I'm as at, well, and I'm actually if I'm actually trying actively trying to trade him, I'm I'm sitting him because I don't want him to get hurt. Uh, what if he tears an ACL? What if he breaks an ankle? What if he does something? Anything can happen, really. It's football. So he gets hurt, then you completely diminish his trade value. And if it's a major injury like an ACL or an Achilles or something, you don't know how you're going to come back. So not only are you killing his trade value, you, he may not ever be the same player again either. I agree wholeheartedly. I'd say if I'm working in the Jacksonville front office, uh, sorry, if I'm working um, in Jacksonville and they're deciding whether or not to play him, their their question should be, are we are we going to trade him? Um, if the answer is yes, we're going to trade him, then you either put him in for limited minutes or you just leave him on the bench entirely. I think leave him on the bench entirely. Um, you you don't want to. Uh, wh- what's the point of putting you know your precious commodity uh in harm's way uh that's not gonna be that's not helpful for you it's not helpful helpful for him um if both parties want to be happy i would assume that he would also not want to play but he seems to be a competitive spirit so he seems to want to play i would say um don't don't risk it don't risk it either way either uh, as a jags organization or as jalen ramsey the the man don't don't put yourself in harm's way and then potentially be stuck on Jack stuck in Jacksonville um, on the sideline for some other reason other than you don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we both agree on that one that we would just let them sit. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't look like they are, but that's a bad <laughs> call. But at the same time, they're trying to win games, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I think it's stupid, but well, they're trying to win games at the expense of definitely losing games. <laughs> It's it's a weird uh, it's a weird thing. They're like on. we could. They're like we have a shot at the win. We could either take it to overtime or risk everything right now. Let's bet it all on black. Oh now, no! If it was it didn't Madden, work. you know, I would definitely do that. <laughs> oh oh, see there. That's again. This is why he. This is why I. This move baffled me because I'm like. This is a move I would make in Madden. And I like to think that if I would make the move in Madden, people should not make the move in real life. That's not a good call. Like, do not play Madden like me. I am quite reckless. That was a reckless, dumb move. If, I mean, in fact, you're so reckless that we actually... I mean, I guess this is on you, me, a bunch of other our friends, but we actually instilled like realistic rules to an extent. Yep. that you can't go for it unless it's like fourth and one or you're in the red zone or it's in the fourth quarter um and i think if you're down by like three touchdowns or something we let you go for it 
Then but, you can do whatever you want. Right. Yeah. And, so. and, and to be clear, if this was Madden, I would have run that play that I would run against you every so often that would always get you, um, which was uh, I'd line up with a field goal. I'd have the snapper, ca- sorry, I'd have the, have the holder catch it and then throw it backwards. And then they'd throw it to whoever for a touchdown. Yeah, I don't know why it always worked. It's like your offensive lineman just snagging it a lot of the time. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) And the best part was for like the next like three or four games, you would unconditionally guard against that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it got to the point where like I just stopped running field goal block because blocking field goal was so seldom anyway. So I just run a normal defense like I have people in zones and stuff. Yeah, which I I didn't do it when you did that. I'm like, okay. sometimes I would have to call timeout to change up. That's always a complaint of mine that you can't audible out of that stuff. Yeah, you should be you should be able to audible into a regular kick. Yeah, you're in this. You're in the, the. set up anyway i don't understand Um, (laughs) so let's end it today on our picks now um we had picks from last night we uh, sorry last week um so to be clear over the over the entire course of this um as of right now if we're looking at the at the total score for our group which includes um yourself myself um your wife and my wife. Um, my wife and I both are at the top of the list um, with a total of 22. I'm guessing that means how many we got right. Um, yeah. <laughs> average points scored. Um, you have uh, 20 and your wife is down at 18. So so realistically, you're just getting one more game a week right than me, right? <laughs> yes, that's that's actually for me. That's exactly what happened. Um, what happened with my wife was she got two more games than you than uh, you in the first week and then tied you in the second week. Gotcha. So, yeah, so it's very close. But, I mean, I'm winning, so you know I'm not graceful about it. I So, so right now I'm ranked on ESPN uh, 167,000th. I'm in the 167K region. Okay. I'm in, um, according to this... I, get, I don't know if, if I'm looking at the same spot, if it just says rank. I'm at yeah, um, 44,391. I saw there's one guy who only has three wrongs so far. That's bananas. Yeah, it's damn impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to turn it around this week because uh, I'm going to make sure I get all these right. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so... You jump it. You jump it. You jump it. You jump it. All right, I'll I'll start this off. We got the Tennessee Titans going and visiting the uh, disgruntled Jalen Ramsey and the Jacksonville Jaguars on Thursday. Who you got? I have the Titans winning this one, going to two and one, and the Jags falling to zero and three. No quarterback. Unhappy players. I don't see him winning it. I'm picking the Titans as well, but I would like to say that Gardner Minshew is no uh, no slouch. You know, he came into this situation, not I would assume, not expecting to play at all. And he honestly hasn't been doing terribly. No, he, he hasn't, hasn't been actually. going out and he hasn't been going out and making, you know, moves that are going to get you the win. Well, actually, is that's not playing true. that much worse than Nick Foles. He's not. He's got. He's going out there. He's got. He's first of all. He's completing seventy-seven point seventy-seven point six percent of his passes, um, which is incredible. Uh, oh yeah, I want. I like him. I like the guy. 
Yeah, and he's thrown for three touchdowns in one pick. I think he's. I think and he's he doing got all right. an endorsement deal offer from a adult website today. Yeah, from Cam Soda. <laughs> Cam Soda. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. As long as he just exercises in a jockstrap or nude on their stream, he'll get a million bucks. Which, again, I I will be uh, one of the first to say, make that money. <laughs> Go make that <laughs> money right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, jumping off of the Cam Soda. <laughs> Uh, I never thought we'd or, be talking about that in our podcast. <laughs> or would it be jumping on to Cam Soda? Get ready for the getting blitz. Get ready for the getting blitz stream where we will podcast in the nude. It's gonna be great. We actually have an endorsement coming with Cam Soda as well. We uh, do. So, did you also on that same vein? Sorry, from getting away from our, our picks. But did you vein also boom see- nailed it? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Did you see the Miami Heat story? Oh yes, that Bang Bros, that uh, that family business, is trying to uh, name their name the Heat's arena again. They put in a very large bid, and I think the Heat should take it. Bang let's Bros start Center, getting shortened porn to BBC. In, let's start getting porn into mainstream sports. Let's go. What are we waiting for? You want yeah. ratings? That's how you get it. <laughs> I'm waiting for Brazzers to try to buy the Dolphins. <laughs> I, at this point, I don't doubt it. I think, I, I think that it's possible that you can see a Brazzers logo on Ryan Fitzpatrick's helmet very soon in the future. Well, you're seeing it like in the NBA. You're seeing them put the little patch, the little advertising patch. You yeah. are going to see one of these teams like accept that, right? <laughs> exactly. Like, like Boston has General Electric. The Clippers have uh, Bumble. So they already are in there with a dating website. Let's take it one step forward. Someone have an Ashley Madison patch on there. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see some uh, some incredible choices by some incredible teams. Let's go. And to keep it anonymous, um, whoever has the Ashley Madison team, they're going to be wearing like those little black masks that you kind of see. <laughs> they're going to be wearing them all, all game, so you don't know who's all of their All of their numbers are now question marks. <laughs> you okay. don't get to know who's on that roster anymore. It's just a bunch of question marks. And se- the, the, instead of their last name, it just says discreet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're taking the you're both taking the Titans in game one. Um, this got weird. Uh, in game two, we have the Falcons traveling to the Colts. Who do you have winning? <laughs> um, this is gonna come as a, a surprise. I'm gonna go with the Colts. I think, I think that the Colts have been. Uh, I think that the Colts can get this done at home against a Falcons team that is often shaky, even though they're coming off of a win um, against Philadelphia. I think the Colts can get it done. I'm going Colts. I also had the Colts, actually. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, I felt a little weird. I'm like, he's definitely picking the Falcons. I'm going with Brissett. Oh, man. Which well, he's, been, he's, been, he's been doing okay. I agree. I agree. Um, we have on Sunday at 1, the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to face the Buffalo Bills. Uh, who do you have in this? I got the big Bills and the Bills Mafia winning at home. 
All right. I Again, I respect the Bills. I think that their um, first two games went quite well for them. I am taking the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they're going to break that slump this week against a team that often can be inconsistent, and I can't see having a 3-0 start to a season. <laughs> All right. So next up we have the best team in the league, the Miami Dolphins, traveling <laughs> to, to Dallas to face off against your Cowboys. Who do you have? Uh, this... Uh, I have the Cowboys winning. Um, I my question is by how much? Like, are is it going to be three scores or more? My guess is yes. <laughs> so, are we at a point where the Dolphins are going to go zero and sixteen this year? We're. I mean, they got outscored. They've been outscored their first two games. I want to say it's like a hundred nine to ten. It's not good. <laughs> That's incredibly bad. <laughs> I mean, next week they have the Chargers. I don't see them winning that. No, uh, <laughs> they yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna be hurting. <laughs> they're gonna have Tua next year, right? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna draft Tua, and then Josh Rosen's gonna cry and his, like just cry in the locker room until they get rid of him again. Yeah, it's not gonna be fun for him. Uh, no. I also have the Cowboys winning in a landslide. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, so let's go to a game that might be competitive, but I don't think so. Um, the Denver Broncos are going to be traveling up to Green Bay to take on those Green Bay Packers. Who you got? I have the Packers. I also have the Packers. I'm rocking the cheese head. They're going to get the win on this one for sure. Yeah, I didn't feel like I needed any more commentary on that one. I have the no, it didn't. It didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next up, we have the one and one Eagles defending their home turf against the one oh and one lions who technically have a better win percentage who do you have winning this game um i'm tempted to pick the lions because i just don't like the eagles but i don't think the lions are gonna be able to put this together i think that the eagles are gonna come together after a loss and figure out a way to get a win against a team that honestly isn't that difficult so i'm gonna go ahead and go with the eagles yeah i'm rolling with the eagles too i just think that they have too good of a coach and just too good of talent overall to drop it against the Lions at home. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we Next we have um, two of the hottest quarterbacks facing off. Lamar Jackson's Ravens travel into Kansas City to take on uh, Pat Mahomes' Chiefs. Who you got? And they're both pretty good on the field, too. Yeah. Um, I have the Chiefs at home. I also, winning it. I also have the Chiefs. I, I think... I, I, I love the way the Ravens are playing this year, though. I have to I have to say that. I love that Lamar Jackson is just proving all of us, uh, more specifically me, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I have Lamar Jackson in our fantasy league, so I'm pleasantly surprised with him. I, I thought he was going to have a good year, but he's exceeding my expectations. Absolutely. I think now's a good time to mention that you and I are playing each other in fantasy this week. And I have Patrick Mahomes and you have Lamar Jackson. So we're going to be able to watch that. I mean, I'm not going to, I don't know if that game's probably going to be on, but I have to find a stream or something for that game. But it is going to be very interesting to see um, these two, uh, see if it turns into a high, high scoring affair and what that does to our fantasy team. I will, I will be crying if I don't win this. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Whichever quarterback plays better, I think that's the fantasy team who takes it. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we have the Raiders against the Vikings in Minnesota. Who do you have? Um, uh, Minnesota. I, I, I this game doesn't excite me at all, but Minnesota. Yeah, I think this is gonna you're gonna see Kirk has have his first strong game of the year. 
Um, last week he threw a boneheaded interception to pretty much cost him the game, and a week one he only threw 10 passes. So I think he's going to come out strong, and I just don't think the Raiders are really that great of a team. So I think the Vikings win this one. Agreed. Um, next we have the New York football Jets up against the New England. We are going to crush whomever we face this year. You can count on it. Patriots, who do you have? Okay, so who, who's the Jets quarterback? Um, right now they picked up Luke Falk. And who's the Patriots quarterback? Uh, it's this guy by the name, let me just make sure I'm right, Tom Brady. Okay, I have Tom Brady winning. Yeah. I, I like his name. Yeah, I, I, I'm going. I'm going with Tim Brady, motherfucker. I'm going with him. Uh, I think that the I think the Patriots get the win. All right, so let's stay uh, with the New York Football Team. We have the New York Football Giants traveling down to Tampa Bay. Who do you got? I don't. I. I. By the way, I think this game is going to be kind of close. Um, but I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I think uh, Daniel Jones is going to be getting his feet wet in this one. It's going to be um, probably have some early issues. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Bucks, uh, getting it done, and hopefully O.J. Howard getting, you know, one single catch in this game. <laughs> I'm, I'm also conflicted on this one. Part of me wants to say the Giants win because the Bucks are, you know, a so-so team and Maybe Daniel Jones actually surprises us all and plays like he did in the preseason. But it being his first live season action, I'm going with the Bucks as well. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, we have the Carolina Panthers traveling down to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Who do you have? I have the Cardinals winning this one, moving to 1-1-1. One, one, and one. I see. Now, my question, I want to make sure I have this question answered before I truly make this pick is what is the status of uh cam playing this week is he is he out for sure i don't know and that's why i went with the cardinals (laughs) (laughs) i think because of that i am also going to go to the cardinals i what i will say i would have picked the panthers in this but the fact that cam's not a lock to play it does not make me feel and if, good and if he does play he may not be 100 percent, right so that kind of and then it could t- could inhibit his ability to run and get out of the pocket and do the kind of things that he's used to doing uh right so next up i have well we have the saints and their two quarterback dynamo going to seattle to take on russell wilson we got um i think he's feeling dangerous i'm going russell wilson <laughs> And the yeah, yeah, I have Russell Wilson, too. He's so underrated. He's an amazing quarterback. I have him winning. Yeah, I mean, I tried to trade him and John Ross for a couple of players, but I got I got uh, stiff-armed in the face by my uh, brother-in-law, uh, so he can go fuck himself. All right, now we have <laughs> the Steelers visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Who do you have? I have Jimmy G and the Niners taking care of business at home against the Mason Rudolph-led Steelers. I also have the Niners. I think it's going to be a Niners day for them. I think Mason Rudolph's going to have some uh, have some issues uh, playing with that team. And I think that Richard Sherman's going to try to exploit those issues. So I'm seeing a pick from Sherman and a win for the Niners. Okay. So next up we have the Houston Texans traveling to L.A. to battle the Chargers. Who do you got in this one, Terrain? 
I am taking the Houston Texans. They snuck away with a win last week that they really shouldn't have had. And I think that they're a team that's going to try to get their shit together this week. I think you're going to see a stronger performance out of Deshaun Watson. And I think you're going to see a win on the board for uh, the Texans on the road. All right, so this is the first one we don't have the same. I have the Chargers winning this one at home. Uh, It's another one of those games. It's really a toss-up. But I, I have the Chargers taking this one. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, we have the, speaking of Los Angeles, we have the Los Angeles Rams um, traveling to Believeland to take on the Believeland Browns. Who you got? This one hurts my heart a little bit, but I have the Rams winning on the road. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I don't believe I'm going with the Rams this week. I think their offense is better than the uh, Browns defense, and I think that they're defense has I mean, been miles garrett offense. though has been lighting it up he is a scary dude i don't want to play <laughs> that dude uh all right so our last game is the chicago bears traveling into washington on monday night football who do you have here uh, i know it's gonna hurt your heart because you love washington but i'm gonna go with dub bears <laughs> I, th- I think washington's actually gonna surprise some people and sneak out with a win I think Chicago is a better team, but I think Washington steals it. This is a fan pick if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Dude, I've been picking against them all year. I've been picking against them. I've been picking <laughs> fantasy players to go off against them. I think they're going to surprise. I think it's going to be 24-17 Washington. Oh, all right. I mean, I put 23-7 Bears. Washington so. hasn't had a hard time scoring. They're just their defense has been blowing. I agree, but they haven't played the defensive team that is the Bears. The I Bears. think I think the Bears are going to have Khalil Mack uh, make some make some noise in the in the pocket for for Case Keenum. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. I don't see it. Uh, I'm just wait. I'm just like weathering the storm because I feel like in week six or seven is when you're going to see Haskins come in, and I'm kind of curious to see how he's going to do. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think this is a year for, for Washington to be like, man, we, we got to figure out a way to win. I think they know, no, we're good. We're just going to ride this like, out. I, I just want them to snag Jerry Judy, uh, wide receiver from Alabama, at the top of the draft. A lot of places have him going edge um, in really, really, really early mock drafts, but I want to see them land that spectacular receiver out of Alabama and Jerry Judy. I will say... Uh, for the record, I don't want that to happen because I think that uh, that player is going to be the truth, and I don't want to face that person twice a year. Yeah, I want say I want him, and then they have uh, Terry McLaurin, their third round pick from this year. He's actually looking really, really good. Uh, nice burner over the top, and then they have a nice slot receiver with Mister Irrelevant from a couple years ago. So yeah. I don't know. I want to see Judy land there, but we'll see what happens. Like I said, well, like you said. It's not a year that they're really going out and trying to win, I don't think. (laughs) No. Yeah. Well, we will see how that goes. And on that note, let's end it for the week. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Uh, Please, you know, subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Like our Facebook page. Uh, Follow Andrew on Twitter at Andrew Shouted. Follow me on Twitter at at Terrain Myricks. You know, like the page. Give us. While you guys are at it, like. You can also follow uh, Craig on Twitter at Craig underscore Airborne. Um, he's, he's, he, feel free to follow him and he's, uh, you know, 
He'll probably call you back in 30 minutes. Oh, I'm not gonna. Is that real? What? Is, is that really Craig's uh, Twitter handle? Craig, tell him. Well, okay. All right. I didn't. All right. That's. Oh my God. All right. Well, um, we're going to go ahead. Uh, thanks, thanks, everybody, for um, tuning in for us this week. Uh, until next week. Uh, peace. peace. <coughs>